The Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. want to welcome our stream audience today. Let's give them a God bless you today. We want to welcome the stream church in Portland, Oregon. Pastor Ed and Cheryl Redman. Let's give them a God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today, guys. We want to thank God for our pastors, Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck. How many of you love our pastors and thank God for strong leaders in the body of Christ? It's always a privilege to stand and preach in this pulpit and to bring God's word. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel God up in here. <clears throat> Get used to it because you're going to spend eternity in his presence. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, I feel good. Turn to the person next and say, I feel good. Say this, say this with me. Say, it is well with my soul. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory to God. See, when I feel the Holy Ghost, I just kind of start rocking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, some people rock back and forth, you know. I just go side to side. <laughs> Well, my, fir my first wife is here, and my only wife. Somebody thought I was going to say something else. No, I didn't, I'm not working on our second or our third. It's one and done, my brother. Honey, wave your hand. My, my, my best half is over here. Let's give her a God bless you, sitting with my youngest son. It's good to have her in the house today. I do that, and people, I, when I go places, I say that, and people look at me like, first wife. They start looking for a second. I'm like, no. <laughs> you know what they say? It's cheaper to keep her. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to pay for that one. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> she is the best thing that ever happened to me next to Jesus Christ. And tacos. Sorry, babe. <laughs> me and tacos got something going on. <laughs> I don't want to get distracted. Let's get right into the word today. I want to talk to you this morning of a title of a message called No Dry Seasons. Somebody shout, No Dry Seasons. <laughs> if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Psalm chapter 1. Well, actually, they say it's no chapters in Psalm, so I'll say Psalm 1. Psalm was just numbered. But Psalm 1, starting in verse 1, we'll get there in just a moment. I'll let you go ahead and find that in your... Uh, the app you have on your Android or <laughs> thank God for his presence <clears throat> no dry seasons you know I, I want to say today that well I'm going to say a lot of things so that the Christian life was never meant to be lived from Dry seasons to good seasons, okay? And I'm not sure where that came from, but it is not a Bible theology to, to think that we can expect to live in barren seasons and prosperous seasons. Getting quiet in the house. And many people have believed the false understanding of God's word that they have to live in dry seasons or have to live in the desert. You know, there are the desert seasons and then there's the prosperous seasons. If you understand anything about the word of God, the reason that the children of Israel lived in the desert for so long was because of rebellion. And the Bible says the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Are you with me? 
So that's the reason why many people may live in that way, but that was never God's intention for you to live in dry seasons and then prosperous seasons and to live in lack and then live in plenty. It is God's will that all of God's people, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, that you live in the land of plenty every single day of your life. 24 hours a day, come on, 12 months out of a year that you live in a place of more than enough because this is the promise of God from the very beginning of creation when he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. One of the first things God says was he blessed them. The word blessed means to be empowered to prosper. See, you, you can say it this way. I have been empowered to prosper by God. See? Say that with me. See, I have been empowered to prosper in every area of my life. No lack, no dry seasons, nothing but abundance and increase is my portion. Let me read Psalm 1. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. And it says, All oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. All oh, the joys of those who turn off Fox News and CNN. Come on, are you with me? <laughs> I'm not even going to go there right now. <laughs> or stand around with sinners. Or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. When they get up in the morning, they're, they're meditating on the word of God. Throughout the day, they're meditating on the word of God. In the evening, they're meditating on the word of God. They put the word of God in the highest place of their lives, and they meditate. And what does meditate mean? It means to speak. It means to think. It means to ponder. It means to begin to roll over in your mind, and you begin to say God's word that by his stripes I am healed. You begin to speak. God's word over yourself when you begin to say that it is God's will that I walk in divine health. It is God's will that everything I put my hands to prospers. That is meditating on the word of God when you begin to speak it out of your mouth. See, it gives conditions for the promise. How many know there's conditions for the promise of God? That none of these blessings will just fall in your lap, but how many know there's our part and there's God's part? He said, if you will meditate on my word day and night, then you will make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. But some people want to prosper and be successful. Sitting home watching reruns, eating flaming hot Cheetos. And I like flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> flaming hot chips. I like anything flaming hot. <laughs> Look at this, verse 3. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit. Listen to this. In each season. Bearing fruit in each season of life. Yes, there are seasons of life just as there are seasons in the natural. Right now we happen to be living in a hot season. And I can't wait for the fall. <laughs> Nevertheless, it's a season. So, you know, you drive through the neighborhoods and everybody's lawn is like brown. I mean, I'm like, when did we start living in Arizona? <sighs> Phoenix. Brown, you know, brown lawns because people on water. It's so hot. Except when you, walk, when you drive through my neighborhood, my, ours is the greenest around. <laughs> well, because we're blessed. And we use water. <laughs> Yeah. 
But this is the picture of the believer that God has promised for you and I. It says they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Listen to this. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Their leaves never wither. Their leaves never go dry. There is no barrenness in the kingdom of God. There is no barrenness in heaven. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says that God's will shall be done on earth as it already is in heaven. And if there's no lack in heaven, there's no barrenness in heaven, neither shall they be in your life right now, even though inflation is through the roof. Doesn't matter. I don't participate in inflation. Come on, are you with me? See, it, it, it amazes me some of these Christians who put on social media, Instagram, and Facebook the prices of the gasoline. Yeah, I don't like it either, but you know what? I don't care. I'm going to always get to where I need to go and still have some gas left over. Because I'm not participating in this world system. Because you and I are a part of a higher system. You and I are a part of a greater system that is not of this world. Where you will always prosper. You will never lack, even though it may be all around you. So I don't, we don't have to post high gas prices or, or the price of bananas are through the roof. Who cares? The righteous will always flourish. The righteous will always have enough. The righteous will never lack. And the righteous shall always flourish. I don't care what happens to the stock market. Are you with me? Bible says Jacob sowed in a time of famine and reaped a hundredfold in the same year. He feasted in famine. He feasted in famine. Why? He sowed knowing that God is the Lord of the harvest. And when you sow, it shall come back to you multiplied even in the midst of a famine. The righteous shall flourish as a palm tree. Flourish. Everything about you. Not only you flourish, but your plants flourish. Come on. Your trees flourish. Come on. Your flowers flourish. Your pet dog, your pet chihuahua flourishes. <laughs> Because the covenant, it extends not just to you, but everything that is under your care. That means your car will not run out. It, your washing machine will last longer than anybody else's. Come on, somebody. Because the covenant ensures that God's people are protected in the midst of famine and trying times. And I'll say it this way. Some people may not like it. That's why you'll never be broke another day in your life. Oh, here he goes with that prosperity. Yeah. Well, would you, would you rather for me to preach the opposite? I remember somebody was, somebody was, somebody was complaining about pastor because he was preaching on prosperity. And the man with the other, of course, it's a minister, <clears throat> you know. He's, he's complaining to his wife. There he's preaching on prosperity again. And the wife turned to him and said, what would you rather for him to preach the opposite? Shut him up. Shut him up. Check their own husband. Bam. <laughs> I 
<laughs> and he was the preacher. <laughs> Turn me to Genesis 8.22. I want to look at something else here. I want you to see this because this world system tries to program us for lack. This world system tries to program you to be in debt the rest of your life and then pass it on to your children. And obviously it's demonic, it's the enemy, because the Bible says that Satan is the god of this world. That means not that he's the god of the mountains and the seas. No, he's the god of a demonic antichrist system that is totally in opposition against the things of God. The world system, how it runs. It does not run from righteousness. It runs from wickedness. It runs from selfishness. It runs out of unrighteous people who are unredeemed, who are not yet saved, and they operate under the demonic influence of Satan to keep people broke, busted, come on, in lack, and always dependent upon the government. Are you with me? Are dependent on someone. You know, that's why you have like, you know, a 36-year-old young man living in his mother's basement playing video games all day without a job, living off his parents. Man, it got really quiet in here all of a sudden. Who are you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? This is, it's a demonic system to, keep, to try to keep God's people bound. But when you know who you are and you know what belongs to you, you don't have to play that game. You don't have to participate. Because you operate from a higher set of laws. You operate from a set of laws that created the heavens and the earth. Because God spoke this world into existence. He didn't have a building company, God's construction company. He just opened his mouth and spoke. He stepped out into the darkness and he began to speak things into existence by the creative word and the power of God. He didn't look at the darkness and say, man, it's dark out here and I think it's getting darker. See, that's what people do. Man, it's bad out here. It's bad. I think it's getting worse. See, that's what people do. And they nullify God's word because of their negative confession. See, you are never wrong when you, when you quote God. You are never wrong when you quote God. When you say what he says, you are always right. When your faith says yes, God will not say no. When your faith says yes, God will not say no. If he has provided for you in his word, it belongs to you right now. And as our pastor says, it's not for the sweet by and by in the sky when you die, but it's for down here on the ground while you're still around. Yes, one day we will walk the streets of gold. Yes, one day we will live in glory. Yes, one day we will be in heaven. But right now, God has provided a way for you to overcome, to live in victory, and experience days like heaven on the earth. Days like heaven on the earth. That's what the word of God. God said, I will give you days like heaven on the earth. And I will give you showers of blessing. Somebody shout showers. You ever been in the shower? Downpour? Rain's coming down. Coming down so hard it's moving sideways. Come on, are you with me? Step out in 10 seconds and you're completely wet. That's the goodness of God that's aimed toward you right now. Showers of blessing. 
I see showers of blessing coming on God's people where you will never be dry. You will never lack. You will never see another barren day in your life. Your last barren day will be your last barren day. Somebody shout showers. Genesis 8. Because there are certain powers to be in this world, as I said, which is all demonically inspired, as we know, is to keep you living in a land of not enough. Always struggling, living from paycheck to paycheck, never giving, getting, you know, barely getting by, barely eking out an existence. Always behind. Okay? That's lack. Lack is a curse. Poverty is a curse. Barrenness is a curse. But the blessing is much greater than the curse. The blessing actually destroys the curse. Let's look at Genesis. So don't believe anybody that tells you that the earth is running out of resources. Who am I? Oh, we're running out of oil. Are you kidding me? Do you realize who created this world? God created this world for everyone that's living in it to be able to live well and even more people than this. For thousands of years if need be. Not that we have because we know Jesus is coming back real soon. But even if so, if the Lord tarries, God created this world. See, when, listen to this. When God spoke things into existence, he placed with them the ability to continually produce. Mm. So when he spoke and the sun was created, that same word that caused the sun to create is causing the sun to still shine thousands of years later. Did you hear what I just said? The Bible says God upholds all things by the word of his what? Power. His word is holding up. His word of power is causing the earth to continually produce until he says, I'm done. Not man, God. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. As long as the earth remains. Not someone telling you that the earth is running out of resources and there's too many people on the earth so we need to cut back and start eating bugs for a living. Come on, somebody. Man, are you out of your lip flaming mind? I ain't need no bugs. I ain't a, I, listen to me. I didn't sign up to be on Survivor. Come on, are you with me? I'm going to eat steak. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm going to eat steak. Come on. I'm going to eat chicken. Come on. I'm going to eat the things I like, and there won't be no bug in it. You can have your chocolate-covered crickets. So you can keep it. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. So God put a system in place so you will always reap harvest. If you will begin to sow seed, not just financial seed, that's one, but the seed of your life, the seed of your time, the seed of your calling, the seed of your good works. If you will sow, you will always reap. You will never have a day where you never see a harvest if you always sow seed. 
as long as the earth remains. So you see people prospering and increasing. You wonder why? Why? Because they are following God's law. They're sowing. They're sowing in famine. That's why I decided that when inflation went up, I'm going to increase my sowing. I'm like, no, you don't get to control me. Listen to me. It's like Dr. Leroy Thompson said it this way. You're not broke. You have a seed. Let me say it again. You're not broke. You have a seed. See, what are you going to do with what's in your hand? It may be small, but what will you do? Will you hold it back? Will you allow the fear and timidity of this world to cause you to, to begin to tighten up? Now, this is the time that the church of God not tightens up, but we increase more and more. This is how we prove the faithfulness of God by standing on his word and following his ways. You're not broke, you have a seed. That means you can get out of any situation right now. You can get out of any situation right now if you will begin to be a sore. Now, don't get nervous. I'm not, giving it, I'm not receiving an offering. Although, after the service, <sighs> now, there will be places that you can, you can give your tithes and offerings because this church tithes. No matter what some famous teachers may have recanted about, God bless them, but we tithe. Anyway. Because we understand something. God owns 100%. All he's requiring is 10. So when you give him, because men receive tithes, but God receives it in heaven. You may bring it to church, but God receives your tithe. Do you hear me? And listen to me. Tithes and offerings are not to keep the lights on. They're for you to reap a harvest. When God speaks to you about a seed, it is always with a harvest in mind. Because that's why God, he's harvest-minded. So when he requires something of you, it is always with a harvest. So if you will obey and do whatever God tells you to do, you will always come out on top. As long as the earth remains. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. Gas could go up $10 and we'll still have enough, we'll still have the money to pay for it. Now, may it not happen, but it doesn't matter. We don't live in lack. But you're looking at your bank account right now. Well, my bank, my bank account says otherwise. You're not broke. You have a seed. See, I remember the days of living on government cheese. Okay, I'm not proud of it. Yes, it is some good cheese. I mean, you talk about some bomb melted grilled cheese. Yeah, with, with a lots of butter slapped on there. Glory to God. I remember the days of getting government checks because I didn't have enough to be able to take care of my family. And I was even working. So I understand. So what did I do? I just kept sewing. That's what you do. You sow your way out of your situation. You sow your way out of famine, and you sow yourself right into abundance. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, but it happens because what? God is faithful. He's not a man that he should lie. If God promised you something, he's going to do it. 
All you got to do is do what he says to do. If you would do whatever God tells what did Mary say? Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. But, but gas, but inflation, but food. No, what, what did God tell you to do? See, millionaires are being born in this time right now. Because they refuse to look at the circumstances and they choose to look at the sufficiency of God. Because when you look at what's happening in the world, you will pull, if you allow that to get to you, you'll pull back and you won't give. You won't sow. You'll try to hold it. But how many know whatever you hold, you will lose? But when you freely give, it will come back to you multiply. So God instituted us. He instituted a plan for you and I to always live in abundance every day of our lives. Let's read another scripture. I'm, time's running. Gosh, what's wrong with that clock? I'm about to shoot it. <laughs> Where's my gun at? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cops are looking at me. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Just joking. Let's look at Psalms 92. Psalm 92. Everybody learn anything today? See, most of you guys already know this. Because you're faith people. That's why it's so easy to bring this to you. Because you're already living it. There are many testimonies of people who have seen breakthrough by following these principles. That are sitting right here in this place. Psalm 92. Starting in verse 12. Here it is. But the godly will flourish like palm trees. There it is again. And grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. The cedars of Lebanon were these incredibly strong trees that grew very high. And in Bible, in the biblical areas, they were known as the king of trees because they were so large. It's a picture of God's people. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Listen to this. Even in old age, they still produce fruit. So you can be 60 years old, you can be 70 years old, you can be 80 years old, you can be 90 years old, and you still produce fruit. See, we should be producing fruit all the way until we step into glory. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit, and they will remain vital and green. <laughs> what does that mean? That means your body's not going to wear out. That means you're not going to have. You're not going to be. You're not going to be plagued with arthritis. Come on, somebody. Barely able to get up in the morning. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you're gonna. You're gonna. You, you're gonna live in divine health all the days of your life. Well, the older you get, the better you get, and the stronger you get. Come on, somebody. Come on. Are you with me? Because the Bible says the path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter until that perfect day. So every step you take gets brighter and stronger and brighter every day. And guess what? Your tomorrow will be brighter than your today. They shall remain vital and green. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. And there is no evil in him. Amen. 
So you and I never have to settle for a life that's up and down. You ever see people, they live this up and down life, you know, like a roller coaster at Six Flags. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <sighs> you know what I mean? Glory to God, we can take the land next day. <sighs> I can barely get out of bed. Life was never meant to live in ups and downs and ups and downs. But I declare to you this day, no more ups and downs, but ups and ups. You will go from strength to strength. You will go from faith to faith. You will go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory until you step into glory. Every day of your life, you get stronger. No setbacks, no backsliding, no going backward. Today, you go forward for the rest of your life. Today, you go forward for the rest of your life. No more setbacks. No more barely getting by. No more living from paycheck to paycheck. Today, today you flourish. Your last setback will be your last setback. I see you prospering. I see you growing. I see you increasing. I see God enlarging the place of your habitation. I see you busting out in this year of breakthroughs and turnarounds. And the devil can't do nothing about it. He can't do nothing about it because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Don't even worry about him. You don't need to worry about what the devil's doing. He needs to be concerned about what you're doing. You are a man on a mission. You are a woman on a mission. You are a people on, you are a couple on a mission. The devil needs to be afraid when you wake up in the morning. They ought to get nervous when you show up. Devils need to get nervous when you show up. Because you are anointed. You are called by God. The hand of the Lord is upon you. Before he formed you in the womb, he knew you. Before you were born, he set you apart. And he ordained you. He ordained you to be a world shaker and a history maker. He ordained you to be a victorious person. He ordained you for increase. He ordained you for abundance. He ordained you to be more than a conqueror. He ordained you before you were born. Before you were born, he ordained it. That's why you're still here. Because the devil cannot stop. He cannot stop. He can't curse what God has blessed. You are called by God. That's why you're still standing. Devil tried to take you out. He tried to assassinate you. There are people here right now you should have been six feet under. You should have still been in prison. But God had a plan. God had a plan. Because God's bringing you out of a land of not enough. And he's bringing you into a good land. He said, I'm bringing you into a land that's flowing with milk and honey. That's flowing with my goodness. Somebody shout, good land. He said, I'm bringing my people into a good land. A land flowing with milk and honey. From this day on, you will flow in the goodness of God. You will flow in the blessing of God. You will flow in the prosperity of God. 
You will flow in the wisdom of God. You will flow in the power of God. You will flow. It will not be one day you got it, the next day you don't. But every single day, you will live in a flow of God's favor. You're going from labor to favor. You're going from weeping to reaping. Hallelujah. You're going from weeping to reaping. God saw you when you cried. Nobody saw when you were, when you by yourself crying out to God. He saw you. But you sowed. You gave. You forgave. You didn't allow yourself to stay offended. You got up. You got moving. You refuse to stop because you know your best days are right in front of you. You knew that God was not done with you because God will perfect that which concerns you. You knew it so you kept on. And today you go from weeping to reaping. You go from weeping to reaping. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy, oh joy, come on. God's filling his people with joy. Well, you will begin to laugh again. You will begin to enjoy your life again. You won't be worrying about what's happening to you because the joy of the Lord is your strength. I'll get in my office sometimes and I'll just start laughing. Laughing at the devil. You thought you could stop me. You thought you could put me back. You thought you could assassinate me. But guess what? I'm still standing. And I'll never go back. I'll never go back. I'll never go back. And there's nothing you can do with it. I'll never go back to bondage. I'll never go back to darkness. I'll never go back to lack. I will not go back. You move forward today. No more ups and downs. Ups and ups. From this moment on, in the mighty name of Jesus. Ups and ups. Who is the lady that's in back pain right near over here? Come on up here. God's going to touch you. I want my ushers to come up. Take my hand. There's the power of God right through you. Be healed in the name of Jesus. From the top of your head, shatarabaka, to the soles of your feet. Receive it right now. It's, it belongs to you. You don't have to beg for it. You have to just receive it. Because it's yours. Because you're a daughter of God. <sighs> Lift your hands right now. Be healed. Move your back and tell, what's, tell us what's going on. You still have pain? Just start moving it. Watch what happens when you start. Ben, ben, start doing something you couldn't do. That's what Jesus, that's how Jesus did it. I'm going to follow him. Keep, keep moving. What's happening? Say that again. It's not there. So you had pain when you walked up. Yeah. And you don't have any pain right now. No pain. Come on, give him glory. Let me ask you a question. She just said God touched her knee. So you had pain? God just touched her knee. See, see, miracles are just going to start happening all over the place. Listen, listen to me. Let me ask you a question. Did you and I talk about this pre previously? So for, for, you said for two weeks you've had. For two weeks. And still, move again. Let me, and. So her hips, she couldn't get back in place, but now the pain's gone. And guess what? You're going to stay like that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That's why God, Jesus never told anyone to wait for a miracle. Somebody didn't come. Yes, ma'am. 
So you're back too. No pain. Doing worship, God touched her. Come on, give God praise. Come on, shout unto it. God, today and give him thanks. Come on, shout somebody. Hallelujah. He never told anyone to wait for a miracle. See, Hebrews 11 says this, now faith is. Now faith is. Faith is not, well, one day God's going to bless me. One day God's going to heal me. Well, you're going to be waiting all your life because unless you attach faith to it, you're going to be waiting. Well, my season's coming. Let me tell you something. When Jesus came, Luke 4.18, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then he ended it by saying that this is the time of Jubilee. This is the time that the free favors of God profusely abound. When he instituted that, you no longer have to wait. He never told someone, come back in six months and we'll, 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 we'll re-examine you. He healed them right there. He touched them right there. Because now faith is. Now faith is. Now faith is. If it's not now, it's not faith. It has to be now. You must put a demand on the word of God. You're not demanding God of anything that he did already promise you. You make a demand on the anointing. You take what belongs to you. Faith takes. It does not wait. Faith takes. It does not wait. Every time you release your faith, every time you release your faith, every time you release your faith, you set in motion God's word. When you come to him in faith, he will come to you in power. When you approach him in faith, he will approach you in power all the time. Well, I had an aunt that was prayed by Benny Hinn and she didn't get healed. So what? He said, I am the God who heals you. By my stripes, you are healed. You're going to let that stop you? You just bought the devil's lie. It is God's will to heal you all the time. He would never promise you something and then take it back. So make a demand. Make a demand. Sister right here did it. She just started moving her knee. That's why a lot of people really don't even have to have hands laid on them. Not that we don't do that. It's a biblical thing. We do that. It's a point of contact. That's why what, because I'm releasing my faith. You're releasing your faith. So when I lay hands on you, I know the power of God's going into you. When you release your faith, you know the power of God is being activated because faith activates the power of God. Any day, any time of the day, it could be 3 in the morning. It could be 12 o'clock at night. It could be 7 in the morning. When you release your faith, God moves in power towards you. Remember, faith takes. Faith does not wait. You're preaching that Copeland stuff. Well, I, love, I love Brother Copeland. He got it from the Bible. People dog this man of God saying uh, he's got, you know, he owns a hangar. He's got planes. But people don't realize he, he has given 27 planes away to people. The man is a sore. This man has given millions of dollars into ministries and to people and to the poor. See, people have no idea and they run their mouth. See, because listen to me, because the devil knows something. If you do what they've done, you will have what they had. <laughs> I'm telling you. I see millionaires breaking out in this church. Yeah. 
Boy, somebody tighten up on that one right there. I see millionaires being raised up right here in the church. Why? Because it won't be about them. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about them being a blessing to this generation. It's about getting the gospel out that all the world may be saved. It's about building ambulances and feeding Holocaust survivors. It's about getting people saved. I didn't even get to my last point. But there is an acceleration that's taking place. There is an elevation that's taking place. And there is an enlargement that's taking place. God is accelerating things. Amos 9. The plowman will overtake the reaper. That means the moment you sow, you will reap exactly the same time. That quick. I see that on you guys' business. Acceleration acceleration the things you've been laboring for you've been believing God's accelerating you and he's elevating you and raising you up as a testimony of his goodness because he knows your heart because you are people of integrity that seek first the kingdom of God he is accelerating you and elevating you and enlarging you for more more than you can handle what does he promise more than enough more than enough he's a god of more than enough somebody's gonna take it might as well be me come on somebody god's gonna raise somebody up to be a testimony god's gonna raise somebody up to show his glory might as well everybody here and those that are watching and my time has come to an end <laughs> We'll pick this up at a later date. Yes, sir. Yes, thank you. Real quickly, if you can all just uh, sit down just for a moment, just take your seats. This will be really quick. If you could bow your hearts real quickly before the Lord with me. There's so much more to this. Just let this just, just meditate on this. Let God just birth something in you today if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you've come to the right place I want you to know that God so loved the world that he gave his only son and whoever believes in him will never perish but they will have life that lasts forever let me ask you this question if you die today do you know without a shadow of a doubt you would make it to heaven The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. All of us, all have made mistakes. All have sinned, the entire race of the world. How many know there's only one race, the human race? Just different shades of the race. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. The payment of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. It also says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved whosoever will call upon his name are you a whosoever of course you are if you call upon his name you can be born again you can be right with God your sins can be forgiven today you can walk out of this place a child of God there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun hell is real someone once asked why does God send people to hell and the person responded God doesn't send people to hell they send themselves there because they reject his free gift of salvation. But that, is never, that was never God's intention. But today, you can receive forgiveness. You can receive every curse on your life broken. You can receive deliverance from every addiction and bondage because Jesus Christ is the one you're looking for. It is not a religion. It is not some tradition. It is God sending his son to lay down his life for sinful humanity that they may be saved and restored and made right with God. If you're here today and you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, 
You weren't able to answer that question. If you died today, do you know without a shadow of a doubt you would make it to heaven? You weren't able to answer that as a yes. But you want to leave this place knowing you're right with God and you want to be included in a prayer to receive Jesus. I want you to lift your hand right now if that's you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anyone else? All across the building, there's anyone else? You, lay, you raise your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand in the back. God bless you. Anyone else? You want to give your life to Christ. God's dealing with your heart. I see your hand. God bless you. You can put them down. I see your hand. God bless you. Thank you for responding to God's presence and know that God loves you. He's not mad at you. God's not mad at you. He loves you. That's why he sent his son. Anyone else? Maybe you're a backslider. Maybe you're away from God. You once knew the Lord, but you're away from God today. You've allowed the things of this world to crowd God out, but you know it's time to get right. You know that Jesus is coming back. You don't want to be left behind. Because let me tell you something, when the rapture comes and you're not right with him, you will be left behind. And you don't want to be here when the seven-year tribulation happens. You want to go up in that first shout. Is there anyone else? You want to surrender your life to Christ? Just lift your hand. If you have not lifted your hand, just raise it. Just put it up and put it back down. God bless you. Those of you who raised your hands, I want you to look at me for a moment. Did you mean that? Did you mean that? The back, did you mean that? Over here, did you mean that? Did you mean that? I know you did. I want to ask you to do something with me. I want you to, I want you to stand up and come out of your seats. Why don't we all stand? I want you to stand up, come out of your seat, and I want you to stand with me at this altar. I want to pray with you right now. Just come on down real quickly. Come on down real quickly. God's even touching the security. Amen. We love you, brother. Come on down, sister. Come on down. Give them a God bless you as they come. Come on. Come on. Won't you guys come on over here? Come on over here. Anybody else you raise your hand, just come on down real quickly. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to give you the mic. I'm not, we will never embarrass you for the world. We just want to pray with you to receive Christ. That what Jesus has done for us, he will do for you. God bless you. God, come on down. God bless you. Come on down. Give him a big God bless you. That's what this is all about. This is why this church is here. This is why we're here. And this is the vision of the house is that men and women would come to know Jesus Christ. We talked about the blessing of God, and that's true. But the greatest blessing is in being right with God. The greatest miracle of all. Anybody else? I'm just going to wait a moment. We're almost done. There's some, God's dealing with somebody else. Just come on down. Don't be embarrassed. Those of you that are in your homes that are watching, just pray this prayer with us. Pray this with me, all of you who have come down. Say it, say it to the Lord and say it with all your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you for giving your life for me. I believe that Jesus, you are the Son of God. And I believe you died on the cross for me. And I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior right now. Satan, get out of my life. Get out of my mind. Get out of my body. Get out of my home. Get out of my life. I close the door on you. I close the door on my past. And I renounce any generational curse on my life. I command them to be broken once and for all in Jesus' name. Today I receive Jesus. Today my sins are forgiven. Today I am born again, and I'm on my way to heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my, me and giving your life for me. Amen. Give them a gift back. God bless you. God bless you. I want to pray for you guys real quick before you go. Stretch your hands toward them. 
I'm going to uh, turn this over to Pastor Wannis in just a moment. I want to pray for all of you who've come, and I want to thank you, welcome you to the family of God. You are born again, forgiven, and on your way to heaven. The devil lost, and you win in Jesus' name from this moment on. I'm going to turn this over to him. He's going to close it out. Didn't he do awesome last week on holiness? That's a needed word right there. We're, we're going to also be down here to pray for anyone, Pastor Wannison and I. Will, anyone who needs prayer for anything, we'll be down here to pray. If you want to come up, we will be here available if you want to. Let's pray for them, and then we're going to have Pastor Wannison dismiss you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for these precious people. Holy Spirit, seal this commitment that they have made to serve you. Lord, I thank you, God, that, Lord, today they go forward and never backwards. I thank you, Lord, that the devil will not write the last chapter of their lives because, Jesus Christ, you have gotten them the victory, and today they live in victory every day of their lives. I thank you, God, for strengthening them, touching them, and filling them with your presence and giving them the grace to live an overcoming life. They are sealed unto the day of redemption for the rest of their lives. I thank you for touching them today and revealing yourself to them and showing them how much you love them, that you will never leave them, you will never forsake them, but you will be with them all the days of their life. And they'll never walk alone from this day on. They'll never be alone because the Lord Jesus Christ is with you and the people of God are around you. And I bless you today in Jesus' name. Everybody shout it, amen.